0: Log Talk
1: Radio. Franchise pros, Stan the May, Paul Segretto, time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of the entrepreneur? Or lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion likes the pilot life under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam? Using the proven trademark from another brand? huh? And grow together and expand like a rage of fire. From a single to a multi unit empire. Well, pay attention to this podcast that you hear. It's streaming in HD. to so fine tuned above your ears. And Standing Paul lays down the law. Whether you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor. It's all about sustainable growth, the sensible franchising, proven concepts, the smart enterprising. So use your left and right side of your brain and absorb this knowledge here of franchising today. Huh. Franchising today sustainable growth the sensible franchising franchise today sustainable growth the sensible franchise franchise today franchise today franchise today
2: yeah. hello everyone unfranchised world my name is Paul Segreto and this is franchise today today's Wednesday May 2nd, 2018. Can't believe we're already into the fifth month of the year. And, of course, that means five months this year with my ever-loving co-host, the infamous Stan Friedman. (laughs) Hey,
3: Paul, how are we doing today?
2: We are doing fine. It looks like spring is upon us. It was amazing. I was looking at the Today Show today. And although 10 days ago there was snow in Boston, today it's going to be 87 degrees. This is some crazy, crazy weather we're having.
3: Yeah, go figure. I mean, that's insane. I was talking to some people up in Minnesota yesterday, and they're just still holding their breath, praying that
2: it's over. Ah, it's, it's crazy. Well, we've got, you know, some good things to report this week's stance, so I'm going to jump right into the front of the house. Uh, I'm proud to announce a new podcast. Uh, coming out sponsored by uh, Franchise Foundry, which is going to be franchising and you, and it's going to be a candidate-focused uh, show that's going to start on Saturday, May twelfth at eight a.m. Central Time on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, for our loyal listeners, uh, look for it in your in your mailbox, in your email box, and of course online throughout all kinds of of social media platforms. And it'll be the hashtag Franchising and You. Uh, Also, I want to remind everybody that it's National Small Business Week. Uh, There's a Twitter chat tomorrow, hashtag Small Business Week. That's May 4th at 12 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, I want to remind everybody that franchises are small business as well, just like every other mom and pop across Main Street USA. And speaking about Twitter chat, Stan, today we are live on Twitter, on a Twitter chat, using the hashtag franchise today so we can continue the conversation long after the show airs and of course stan i can never get enough of our opening jingle
3: (laughs) well paul you're going to get a bunch more of that today because we've been able to uh anchor to us today eric badlands booker for a quick cameo appearance on the front end of our show And it is a tremendous pleasure for me to introduce the audience to the man who has become the people's champ, and we call him that in Buffalo every Labor Day weekend, as he is one of those that competes with Joey Chestnut and the whole uh, group of International Federation of Competitive Eaters for the National Buffalo Wing Festival's uh, United States Competitive Wing Eating Championships. Eric Booker, though, is just a whole lot more than a competitive eater, Paul. He's absolutely just a focused personality on making people happy, making people smile, making great music, and performing it as well as a rapper. And as he's done for us, you always talk, Paul, about how you can't get over the fact that I just sent Badlands a few words about our program and a few words about franchising. And in the space of a you know half of an afternoon, he sent me back the recording that we begin the program with every week and, and you always talk about how incredible that is to you that this guy could have done so much so quickly. But here's what you don't know about Booker. He does a lot more than that quickly. He's eaten 15 burritos, Paul, in eight minutes, two pounds of candy bars in six minutes, four pounds of corned beef hash in a minute 58 seconds. I could keep going, but I think you get the idea. I'd love to just introduce you to my good friend, Eric Badlands Booker. Booker. Welcome to Franchise Today.
0: Thanks a lot, Stan. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Hey, what's going on, Paul? I appreciate you and your kind words. Wow. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Badlands, baby. Badlands, baby. I love
3: it. I (laughs) told Paul we're going to just, you know, Paul has has viewed you like something like a rock star. He's a little bit of a groupie today. And he wants to, and he, and we want to all know, how do you do that? badlands how do you get uh, a few words about an industry that you've never really been involved in and pull off and deliver a composed piece of music like that in the space of just an hour or two
0: well the the few words that you gave me Stan were very very powerful words so you know you you know in a sense you, you 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 pretty much helped me help write that rhyme and it's just I pretty much pictured myself as like you know, being like a you know small business owner, right? And just saying you know you know I'm I'm, I'm here. I got my little business, and you know wh- where do I go from here? Do I want to just like um, co- compile on that and just you know franchise what was with, with, with you know my brand and and um and, and what I put out, or do I want to just uh you know see I like Nathan's, maybe I should just uh jump on a bandwagon to become a franchisee and and, you know, just use their, um, model and, and just, you know, make money that way or to, you know, just have a chain of significant stores. And I just, um, pretty much just, you know, just, just dreamed about how it would be. And then I just incorporated that into a rhyme. you know, I, I did, did my research on Google, made sure that I knew that there's going you know, a franchisee and a franchisor, you know, and, um, and just, uh, you know, wrote a rough draft, then edited, and then laid it, and then here you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I, I mean, Paul, the, you in, got- the inflection of your voice, uh, Eric, uh, I mean, at the key moments. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like when you say you, you transition to a franchise empire, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's just tremendous. And then, of course, uh, I love the way you just take it home. Badlands, baby. I I I think it's just phenomenal. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I'm to give back. Like
0: you have. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: Go ahead, Bad. No, I
0: was I was just I was just saying, Paul. It's just you, you know when when I write rhymes, I like try to paint a picture with my words. I try to like see if you can uh, you know audibly imagine you, you know what I'm trying to say. You, you know you can see yourself in the lyrics. So it's like. Um, you know, it's it's important not to just, you know, just to say the rhyme. It's, you know, it's pretty much to, like, you know, you know, develop you into it, you know, audibly. So so it's like, yeah, I pretty much want you, to you know, so when I get to that part where, you know, I want to have a franchise, an empire, I make it big because it's like, you know, it's like, you know, I'm starting small and then when I get to the goal, it's like, yeah,
2: you know, I'm on top of the world pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Stan, you know what I was thinking about? I mean, with the information that you gave him, and he just precisely and concisely took that message into a minute 28 seconds. I think from now on I'm going to take my franchise presentations to candidates, kind of give it to Eric and say, give me a minute 20 back, <laughs> and I think I'd have more deals closed.
3: I'll tell, you, I'll
2: tell you what I'm going to
3: do. I'm going to invite our audience to, uh, to have a closer look at Eric Badlands Booker, because it could very well be that we've got people in our franchise audience who could utilize talents like Badlands to take what is blah, 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 down to a, a minute and 28 seconds and put some music and rhyme to it. But I know a couple of mm-hmm. people in present company included that uh, could, could use some more of that. So I'm going to invite the audience to, uh, to have a look at Badlands Online. And you can find him at badlandsbooker.bandcamp.com. That's badlandsbooker.bandcamp.com. And you'll find Booker's got a whole store up there. He's got Bluetooth bebop headphones that he markets with his logo, and he's got a bunch of merchandise all under the Hungry and Focused umbrella. My terrific friend, composer, rap artist, major league eater, can't wait to see you in a couple of months in Buffalo. It Badlands, and thank you for what you've done for Franchise today, and I thought it would be a lot of fun to get you in here just to say hi to Paul and uh, and to share a minute or two with you, so thanks for doing that with us.
0: Oh, man, I I really appreciate you having me on. It's it's quite an honor, and and, and you know, it, it's good meeting you, Paul, you know, over the air, you know, pretty you soon, here. you know, hopefully sooner or later I get to meet you in person and, you know, stand, you know, whatever you need. You, you know, you know, I, you
3: know,
0: you know, Badlands got you
3: know, your <laughs> you're the man booker. Love <laughs> yeah. you. Love you to death. Eric. Thanks so Thank much you. for coming on. Uh,
0: love you guys. Okay. Thank you. you
2: all. all right. Bye-bye. Stan, I, I, I think what I'd like to do is invite Eric with us to catch his deli. The next time we're in New York, <laughs> because I honestly believe that nobody would be looking at the amount of pastrami sandwiches and knishes and egg creams that I would devour. If we were sitting across from him, I would not feel as guilty.
3: You know, you gave me a good idea last week,
2: and I brought him on,
3: and you've given me yet another good idea. We're going to be in New York in just four or five weeks, Paul, and let's make it a date, and we'll do it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that'll be great. Well, today, um, it is about serving others to help create a brighter world. And this week on a Franchise Today, I'm proud to um, introduce our guest, Chris Fisher, the founder and CEO of Shine Window Care and Shine Holiday Lighting. And we're looking forward to Chris sharing how he followed his grandfather's advice. And instead of taking a sales job, he opened a window cleaning business in Austin, Texas, and then decided to hand the, the, the keys over for a short while as he took a pause and, uh, and gave back. So with that, I'd like to introduce Chris Fisher. Chris, welcome to Franchise Today.
0: Hey, guys. It's a pleasure to be here
2: joining the
4: franchise pros, Stan the Man and Paul the Great Doe. I love that. That is awesome. Yep. <laughs> I, I,
2: I tell you, it is, uh, it is a great honor to have um, somebody like Badlands, you know, give us his time to put out the type of uh, – Of song that he did, and uh, I really respect that type of talent. Uh, Of course, uh, being a a big eater, but certainly not a professional eater uh, (laughs) like myself, I mean, I'm in awe of of what he's able to do there. I mean, certainly uh, a a competitive skill. you know, Chris. Not fun know, to watch. We, we kind of Not funny to them. watch ball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I know that. I still think the hot dog eating contest <laughs> should be eating the hot dogs traditionally as opposed to soaking the bread and water and all that other stuff. Anyway, so be it. If I get um, down, I'm feeling Chris, pretty good about myself. I just can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm well mad. that yeah. <laughs> Stan, real quick, how how many hot dogs was the uh, was was the the champ last year in 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 in, uh, in Coney Island? Uh, hot dogs, right? I, I mean, think was we're it about a like hundred. Eighty.
3: 80? Yeah, no, it was more than yeah, that. I, mean, I can just, say with chestnuts yeah, with wings, insane. 160, 168 wings. Um, I think he probably eclipses that in hot dogs.
2: Wow. Yeah, I, I'm not even, I'm not even, I'm not even going there. Well, anyway, Chris, we <laughs> like to do with uh, each of our guests. <laughs> We, um, we, we don't wake up one day and say, you know what, I think I'm going to get involved in franchising. Uh, there's very few, you know, schools out there that, that have education in franchising. Of course, we did have Dr. John Hayes on a few uh, weeks ago and what he's doing down in South Florida. But, you know, it's few and far between, so we don't just wake up one day. So why don't you kind of just back us up some to, you know, growing up, uh deciding to uh follow your grandfather's advice and and kind of bring us to the day you decided uh to enter franchising. Give us a little bit of the story. Absolutely
4: I love you that. Uh, thank you for having me on. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. So I'll jump into that story. Um <clears throat> growing up I had we had a five kids in our family and had a great growing up life. I Had a grandfather um who was in our life and would take us fishing occasionally. Um, being a kid, I looked at him and he was this big guy, six five, big hands, and uh, walked with a little bit of a limp, but had this thick Dutch accent, and just liked to be around him. Um, he just felt really wise around around me. And um, <clears throat> there was a time when we were going fishing, and he shared just something briefly, some wisdom, and he said, "Chris, it doesn't matter what you do if you can be your own boss, go for it." And I kind of took those words and thought, yeah, that's cool, Grandpa, and didn't really understand everything that was behind that. Um, But as I grew up and a little bit before he passed on, he wrote a book and shared his story, which we didn't really know much about. He was kind of quiet about it. Um, But he grew up in the Netherlands, and at 17 was taken in by the German Nazis and entered a concentration camp. And many of the people in his camp ended up dying in that camp, my grandpa was beaten um from but that limp is also what ended up getting him out of the camp there was one german who kind of took a little pity on him and one day with a gun at his back took him to a train and said go home and uh so my grandpa's got that story of freedom Um, back in the netherlands there was um, a movement to go to america for a better opportunity and he jumped on a boat and moved to America and started farming with nothing and uh, just grew um, his family when his wife came over and bounced around the United States and ended up in Michigan and was a chicken farmer and, and, and became successful. But um, that advice of, of being your own boss has so much more to it than just um, being independent. It's, it's really that freedom um, to follow your dream and, and to be passionate about it.
2: Interesting, interesting story. Um, I mean, really, you know, heartwarming too to see uh, or to read about, you know, your grandfather's uh, plight and, and and what he described to you as to, you know, what you should be doing. And, and of course, you know, you decide to uh, open a business, but then as life often does to us, you know, we get we get some challenges thrown in the way. So explain as you decided to, you know, you opened your business, you got it up and running, and then life handed you uh, a, a, a very big challenge.
4: Yeah, sure. Um, that's kind of life is kind of the sum of our challenges and how we how we attack them and get over them and, and keep moving on. Um, my wife and I started the business and um, grew it slowly and added some employees and, and we're. Um, enjoying that, um, that ride. And then we kind of felt a little nudge um, from our daughter, actually, to um, adopt. And so we ended up adopting a little girl from Ethiopia um, when she was four years old. So we flew to Ethiopia and uh, met her there and then brought her back with us, and uh, she became part of our family. Um, Not long after that, my wife um, went out for a little jog with her sister And they were just talking about breast cancer because it is, it does run in our family. And she checked and mentioned something to me and I said, "Yeah, you should probably get to the doctor and check into that. And she went and at 32 years old was diagnosed with breast cancer. So Hmm. we had a, a battle on our hands. Um, And so we fought that battle. And, um, today she's seven years cancer free. So I can happy to say that she beat it. And, uh, um, But that led to a few more things, a few more challenges. Um, One of those was about a year later, uh, shortly after we had decided to franchise and gone through the whole process of getting our business ready for that, um, we had a a little sit-down at Panera Bread with some friends, and we thought uh, they were doing a ministry in Uganda, and we thought, oh, we we can help them out financially. And by the time we were done with our conversation, we were given the question of, uh, would you come to Uganda and help us? We need business people to, to help with some of the problems and issues that we have there. And my head was screaming, no way. And my heart was telling me something different. So after some prayer and um, a lot of thought, we decided that yeah, we could do that. So uh, we hired a CEO to run the company, and we moved to Uganda for two years with our family.
0: <laughs>
2: So, you know, tell us about, you know, that, that period. I mean, you hand over the keys, uh, tell us, you know, how long you were gone and what you felt was the experience like when you actually came back. Yeah, guys, truthfully, um, shine was, was my baby. You
4: know, we had poured so much into it and and it was part of our dream, but, um, really what it, Forced us to do was surrender it and and kind of look at it from a different way and say um, you know we've got guys that are part of this who, who can handle this and and can push it forward and um, so we took the leap and we went to Uganda and uh, the team did awesome back here and um, really helped launch us into the franchise world and after two years we decided to come back and um, integrate ourselves back into the into
3: the business so who was it that took the helm while you were gone and who was it that you were able to entrust with just throwing the keys and saying make it happen we'll see in two or three years i can't even begin to understand how you overcame the first hurdle um much less you know your baby as you said and and setting it free who who did you give it to and and what happened
4: next Sure. It's funny you mentioned keys because we actually had a key ceremony, um, and it was Matt DeYoung. And Matt's got a story himself. Um, He wasn't a part of Shine or the business, and I didn't know him very well. I'd just known that he had also adopted from Ethiopia, and he had uh, moved his family to Tanzania to help with business there. And um, while he was there, his daughter got sick, and they came home thinking it was mono and found out she had leukemia. So, um, that prohibited them from going back to Africa and their hearts were, were crushed on all sorts of levels. But I ran into him also at Panera Bread and when I was going through this and said, what do you think about joining a team, um, that wants to, wants to do kingdom business things and Matt said, I'm in. So he prayed about it and, and left his uh, position where he was at and took the helm and now, Recently, Matt has moved to Belize, and uh, he also has his Ph.D., and he's um, doing work there leading teams to um, go and have retreats and just experience a, a different way of thinking about business and, and third-world missions. So I'm really proud of him and just thankful for the work that he gave to us uh, to keep us going.
3: That's an amazing story. And, I, you know, Paul, when we have sometimes – those segments that we love to do at the beginning of the program when we talk about things that you just can 't make up um, this one this one we could do an hour on <laughs> that on that alone it 's an amazing, amazing set of circumstances and life situations that um, would have toppled the average person and you just keep going and going like an ever ready battery it 's amazing, so walk us through. Uh, the years that ensued from there and, and you're back stateside and you're back into the business and tell us a little bit about how this business is operated from the consumer's point of view tell us what your customers see and think and feel and experience as consumers of your services
4: yeah I'd love to talk about that we, when we came back from Uganda um, we actually brought a couple of the little ones with us we didn't intend to do that but we came back so we had six kids Two of them were from Uganda, one from Ethiopia, and three were biological. So we had quite the family. And we were used to that warm weather and um, some different things. And coming back, I didn't want to jump right back in. So Matt remained the CEO for for a while. And so we decided to move down to um, Austin, Texas from Michigan and start a location up there so I could get back into it at the ground level and just kind of reexamine our systems and 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 see where we stood. So we did that for a year here in Cedar Park, which is just north of Boston, and had a general manager that we ended up um, turning the business over to and then um, took a the CEO. But one of the things that we're focused on is our mission, and that's kind of what guides us, and that's to be a light. Um, we really feel it's important um, to have a mission, and, and ours is to bring the light. There's, there's a choice to make for all of us. To bring light or darkness And we want to bring the light And bring joy and happiness to others And um, so our, our consumers are Experience that It's something different um, We try to smile And we try to go the extra mile And uh, really focus on, on being a light Whether it's just in their day Or their week Or however we can serve them um, You know, It goes back to our faith um, Jesus was a great leader And he said to be a leader You have to become a servant and that's really what we focus on being, being that light is being that servant, being willing to do the dirty work um, for others and do it with a smile and uh, it's been great to be able to be part of that with um, our staff and our franchise owners and um, it's very fulfilling.
3: How big an organization are you today, just on um, the company side of? not counting franchisees, just the corporate side of business.
4: Yeah, we've got five of us that are actively involved in the franchise side of things, um, and our intention is to remain really close to the business. So we have a lot of partnerships that we utilize as well, um, kind of boutiques that we can continue to build on our, our franchise system and still remain real close to our our franchisees and what's going on.
3: And, and your consumers. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a there's a culture here that I can just feel. I'm I, you know I'm not seeing you, but I feel the sincerity and the depth of your commitment to values values driven business and and being a servant leader. How do you how does that flow though inside your organization when you're looking not only for we'll talk franchising in a little while, but even within the the corporate side of the business. The alignment with similar, like-minded people um, would seem to me in your business to be something that's an absolute mandate. Would I, would I be correct?
4: It is a key. It is central. It's, it's everything. So um, they got to get it. They got to want it. Um, and they got to believe in it. So to, to be together, united, it, it is a mandate. We, and, and it, but it's not a. It, it's not a, a force mandate. It's a. It's a. I want to be part of that mandate. So we're looking for people who really want to um, want to be a light and create that brighter world for others. And by doing that, they they find joy. And uh, you know, it's it's results, but it's also people. And we try to keep that um, that in mind in all of our decisions.
0: So recently, we've
4: um, we've hired on uh, a gentleman who's got a lot of franchise experience, um, Chris Gelfi. And uh, he just exudes servant leadership. Um, You meet Chris and and you just, I don't even have the right words to say, but just when I met him for the first time, it was just, I trust this guy. And uh, not many people have that. I'm pretty, you know, I kind of hold my my judgment there, but with Chris it was was, was special. And and Lee DeYoung has been with us for, um many years, and um, just a a bright individual who who loves serving and and loves building business um, and Linda's and a book we just have a a fun team that uh, that loves working
2: together to build this.
3: Oh, that's great. You're listening to franchise today now in its ninth season of podcasting. I'm Stan Friedman, along with Paul Segretto, and we're talking today with Chris Fisher, founder and CEO of Shine Window Care and Shine Holiday Lighting. Franchise Today is brought to you by the Franchise Foundry, where Paul and his team have been bringing emerging brands to market for more than 30 years. The Foundry fosters healthy, sustainable growth for their clients, the kind that comes from experience. The Franchise Foundry provides both coaching and consulting, a hybrid, and delivers more effective solutions for both the franchise or corporate team as well as for their franchisees. The Franchise Foundry team is rich in practical hands-on experience and expertise with general business management, operational and change management, digital marketing, and of course, franchise recruitment and development. Plus, the Foundry team can also assist with creating roadmaps for potential mergers and acquisitions and providing the guidance needed to navigate them. Learn more about Paul Segreto and the Franchise Foundry and their expanding list of clients at www.franchisefoundry.com. Franchise Today is also brought to you by FRM Solutions, offering best-in-class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM empowers real-time business intelligence, communication and collaboration between all members of the Franchise team and prospective as well as existing franchisees. This enables you to simply and seamlessly track, access, and manage all messages to and from prospective and existing franchisees, including text. Legal and compliance is simplified, too, with FRM's document management, and even site visits can be digitally facilitated and scored with FRM. Make today the day you give FRM a look. And assure that all of your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including texts, are being permanently tracked and stored in candidate and franchisee records. No long term contracts, multiple upgrades each year at no additional cost, no excuses, just solutions on the web at frmsolutions.com.
2: Chris, as you uh, right before we get into uh, the franchise model, Uh, I know as you continue to develop the business, you found the need to extend the business to cover the 12 months, which, of course, is is certainly a great move because you certainly don't want to lose uh, good employees during the the months where people might not be as concerned about uh, cleaning their windows. Tell us a little bit about uh, that jump into, you know, holiday lighting and what that has meant to the business model. Yeah, holiday lighting – has brought an emotional piece to This uh, is Christmas
4: time is just a time when uh, people are thinking happy thoughts and, and we get to be a part of that. Um, we love being a part of the families that we serve um, with our shine family and being able to help design and then put up Christmas lights and keep our staff busy through the holiday season. And then um, the takedowns in January and February, it kind of gives us that full, full cycle of work for um, our clients. And, uh, and it's special, guys. They've been washing windows and power washing, and they can kind of switch switch gears a little bit and, and go put up the Christmas lights. Um, it, it's kind of fun, and they do the drive around and look at and see what they've done. So it's, it's a fun time of year.
2: So certainly from a, um, a, a business model, it keeps the, uh, the revenue flowing. Which of course, which of course is uh, is certainly what franchisees are, are going to look for, as or franchise candidates going to look for as they uh, explore, you know, franchising in your opportunity. So, uh, from the perspective of, of the franchise opportunity, uh, and actually the franchise, what did the day in the life of a franchisee look like with uh, Shine Window Care and Holiday Lighting? Yeah, our franchisees um,
4: either take the reins as the general manager or they hire a general manager. From the, the general general manager perspective, they're, uh, one of their main jobs is, is to uh, hire and then uh, lead a team. So they're trying to pour into that team, and, and they do that with, with their values and, and the things that um, we're all committed to. So they're leading that team. Um, and then they they take part in the estimating and, and selling of the services that we provide. So they have that touch point. with, it. Um, And then managing the business. We've got uh, a lot of help in the marketing area and, and the finance area. So um, we help them with that area of the business, but they grow it that way. Um, and then an owner can also hire a general manager and and then be a little bit more passive, but still take, um, take that front running in, in a business. So, for example, we've got, um, I'll tell you just a quick story and a fun. Mark um, owns a location in Midland, Michigan, Um, not a huge town, but just a nice fun town in Michigan. And he actually worked for another location and told his in-laws about Shine, and they thought it'd do well in their community. So Mary, um, her husband was a doctor, started a Shine in Midland, and Mark came and worked for her, and they did that for a couple years. And then Mark and his wife had a little one, and then they decided to buy the business from Mary, and now run that business. But also, while they were there, um, Mark was working out and had a friend there uh, named Dave, and he thought Dave would be great in this business with me. and And Dave looked at it, and he wasn't really happy in his corporate job, and looked at the business and said, Not only would "I only want to be happy doing. It, I'd like to do it myself." So he opened one in Lansing, and now has just. Um, I also become a multi-unit and owns one in, in Traverse City, Michigan. So it's fun watching that happen um, within the organization. It gives me a ton of joy.
2: So tell us uh, who you look for. What's the type of individual you look for as a, uh, a franchise candidate and looking forward to having them on as a franchisee?
4: Yeah, yeah, Um Someone who, who's a go-getter, they, they enjoy winning. They love to um, push forward um, through obstacles. Or They like to solve problems and um, see problems as opportunities and push through them um, and have a passion for serving others. And uh, together, those two things really um, make a good franchisee for us.
3: Are your franchisees
4: and what is even we-
3: I I just just wondered a quick question, Paul. As the brand brand has two titles, two names, is it one franchise or are these separate franchise offerings between the holiday and and the window business?
4: What we found is that um, when we sell the Shine Window Care brand, it's great to have the Shine Holiday Lighting with it. So those get um, sold and awarded together. But the Shine Holiday Lighting has also served a need for some who have – Businesses that are busy six months out of the year and run into that problem of staffing, and they want to continue to help their employees with staffing, and especially if they get guys that really um, fit well into their system, they don't want to lose them. So to add the Shine Holiday Lighting franchise to that, um, we've made that accessible to them as well.
2: And what what is the investment level? of the uh, shine window care and holiday lighting. Yeah. Our, our initial fee
4: is 34, nine
2: and the total investment level is a hundred, hundred thousand. And what markets are you uh, looking to fill right now? Well, um, we've got, we're in several states around uh, the
4: nation right now. Um, in Texas, we see some areas that we'd really love to um, develop. The Dallas market, um, more of the Houston market, and um, also looking at Atlanta in the in the Georgia state of Georgia, and we've got some things going on in Florida. So those are three areas that we're we're kind of targeting, um, but we're we're open to finding the right people in the right places to where shine would um, would flourish, and, and they could continue on making their community shine.
3: Can you tell Can you tell us a little bit about the go-to market? strategy are you going out for single unit operators are you looking for multi-unit or multi-flag kinds of franchisees or area developers what's the what's the strategy
4: for the market the model right now is single unit um, to start so we really want to make sure we've got um, I guess we're really committed to um, the success of our franchisees and and being a younger model we're, we're we really want to make sure that we have a lot of passion that's getting poured into our location. So that's the strategy we're using right now. Um, and, and so far, it's been effective. And as a follow up to that question,
3: I'm just, I always marvel at how franchisors really, really have to be buttoned down with systems and operations uh, secured such that they can be certain that franchisees have the tools that they need to stay true to the brand and, and to function and operate properly. Your business, it would seem even more so, on one hand, complicated because the culture isn't something that you can teach. The culture isn't something that you can put into a manual. So how do you, how do you vet your prospective franchisees for the vision, values, and, and culture as much as uh, you know, for the hope that they're coming from the right kind of background to follow the training and the ops manuals and and the actual operation of the business. It seems like you've got to go much, much deeper in vetting people.
4: That's a good, good point to bring up. And um, it is um, definitely one of the areas that we're looking for. So we're very upfront in, in who we are and what we're about and what we're trying to accomplish. So, that shine as a possible opportunity for them really, really knows um, that we don't back down from, from who we are, you know, especially the faith-based side of it, you know, we're believers and we're trying to um, share that light with others. So I guess right from the very beginning, they know, and it doesn't make it a slam dunk or easy, but it, it does help us. Um, and then when they, they're going through the validation process, they're speaking with others and, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So they can kind of see that, what's happening, and um, if if that doesn't
0: appeal to them,
4: then, then there's probably a better opportunity out there for them, and, and we'll encourage them that way. Um, but if they like what they see and like what they feel and, and want more of that, then Shine might be a great
2: opportunity for them. Yeah, I love the um, the, the whole culture aspect of this, uh, you know, we talk uh, often about uh, sustainable franchising, and obviously there has to be, you know, some type of, of culture. And I want to, you know, just share with our listening audience uh, some of what I see on the, on the website. Uh, and um, so I'll, I'll read through this and the, the Shine Lens, uh, where you ask your employees to view everything through the Shine Lens then to make a decision, consider the customer yourself and the business and ask if your actions are smart, healthy, is it safe, nice and friendly, and, of course, ethical. And then it goes on to talk about the Shine franchise vision. Uh, the vision is the ability to see what we could be in a passionate belief that it should be that way. Vision is clearly seeing where we want to go and who we want to be. The Shine vision is to be best in serving and caring for our customers and our team while growing a smart, healthy, and profitable business. And, of course, it leads into what is the Shine franchise mission, and the mission is how we plan to get there. The Shine mission will help us reach our vision by working together to be smarter, healthier, safer, nicer, and more ethical in all areas of our business so we can provide a brighter experience to each and every client. And then, of course, it it starts to wrap up with what are our values. And I know a good, good friend of Stan and I, uh, Dina Dwyer-Owens, who wrote the book Values, uh, Inc., would be pleased to see this uh, and read this. In order to accomplish our mission, we need guiding principles which empower the team to make decisions that align with our mission and are non-negotiable with the team. As we live out our values, we grow our team culture. And, of course, it lists the SHINE core values as being a light, making a difference, pursuing excellence, and servant heart leadership. Uh, Really good, good quality traits, uh, to an organization. And it seems like you're not only talking the talk, Chris, but you're walking the walk. And, uh, I, I, think that's just phenomenal in, uh, in today's day and age. I really do. So kudos to you on that. So with that in mind, what does the future hold for, you know, your organization and for you, uh, individually?
0: We excited just to keep on going,
2: Paul. Um, you
4: know, every, every franchise that we're able to award, we kind of feel is bringing a little more light to another community. So um, I guess as as fast or as slow as that happens it kind of determines on the people that come and the people that we end up um, finding that want to be part of this. So I guess excited is, is a word that um, comes to mind when I think of the future. Um, and uh, kind of kind of humbled to be able to be part of, of Shine. We all kind of work for this brand together and steward it. So I'm um, just thankful for the people that um, have been brought here to, to work together to do this. So stay committed to it is kind of our goal.
3: Are you going to be participating, Chris, in any of the upcoming shows or expos uh, where people can come out and meet you and learn a little bit more about the opportunity? And if not... Um, um, tell us how the audience can get in touch with you or, or both.
4: Yeah, I think um, we're going to be in a few events. Um, we haven't had them all identified right now, um, but one of the best ways to get a hold of us is um, we love to talk to you, and I have no problem giving my number out, and I'm going to give it out right now. Come talk to me, 512-516-9838. Have at it. Give it one more time. You bet five one two five one six nine eight three eight, and I'd love to love to have a chat with you.
3: And what about your URL for the web address?
4: Um, ShineWindowCare dot com, and then ShineHolidayLighting dot com.
3: Excellent, Chris. I I can't thank you enough for sharing your story. Um, a very unique story. Determination and focus. Funny, we start with bad lines talking about hungry and focus and <laughs> yes. and we finish with focus like I've never heard it, that you are so determined and so rooted in what you're doing and the conviction of your commitment to your business, to your franchisees, to your team, to your customers. It, it's it's universal in everything I hear. So my hat's off to you for bringing that level of of values and servant leadership to the franchise world. And um, hope you and your franchisees have continued success, which to me uh, isn't going to be left to luck with what I've heard here today. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Guys, thanks a lot. It's been a privilege. And uh, but before I go, I just got to also, um, behind all of this is the commitment from my wife, Michelle, and a lot of these other guys running these businesses. It's, it's, it's our family commitment, too. So I just want to say thanks to, to my wife, Michelle, and thank you guys for the opportunity to be with you today.
2: Thanks Chris we appreciate it.
3: Thank you again.
4: That.
2: So Stan uh another show another story you know it's it's this is a three out of four shows where we're talking about you know cancer too um and it's just um just another heartwarming story of, of how it affects people's lives and you know, too many of them. Um that's for sure. That's for sure. So um, as we have a little bit of time towards the back of the house, um, do you have any insight or perspective on some of the uh, upcoming events in the franchise world before we uh, call it a day?
3: I'm just hard-pressed to believe that I'm less than a week out. Uh, Heading back out again to Las Vegas for the second time in probably about a month, Um, going out to the Franchise Times Franchise uh, Finance Conference, and um, FRM is sponsoring it. And looking forward to uh, my first time actually doing that with Franchise Times. I've been out there in years past as a participant or as a speaker, but I've not been there as a sponsor. So
2: um,
3: really, really looking forward to it. It's a, it's a focused group. And I think, Mike, Franchise Update, where you have a conference that's pretty got a pretty laser-pointed focus in terms of who's there and why, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what that looks like through the Franchise Times lens. And, um, hey, just a week away,
2: here I go again. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, and, of course, like Franchise Update, I love the people uh, at Franchise Times, uh, Nancy and, and Mary Jo. And I want to call out specifically Tom Kaiser, um, who is the editor. Um, I guess he's um, the editor now, isn't he? Or well, one of the editors at Franchise Times. But Tom does an unbelievable job. Talking about uh, urban, millennials, uh, and, and, and that whole new aspect of franchising. And I know he's committed to come to the show. And so now I'm going to give it as a reminder, if he's listening, me and Tom, we need to get you in, on here. And Stan, if you see him in Las Vegas, as I'm sure you would, give him a little bit of a poke. We need him on franchise today.
3: I don't think we'll have to poke too hard. I think he'll come willingly. And I'll do that next week. Because I'm certain I'll see him out there,
2: Paul. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great. I really look forward to uh, to, to doing so. That that I, I think he brings a, a whole different perspective that we need.
3: And you know, you opened the program today as we usually do, talking about how far into the year we are already. Amazingly enough, but uh, hey, we're just a few more weeks after the IFE and those pastrami sandwiches, which are now going to be enjoyed and shared under the Badlands Booker umbrella. That's just a few weeks away, too, Paul.
2: (laughs) I know it. I know it. And, of course, a lot of our legal friends, attorneys, will be uh, uh, at the um, uh, legal symposium coming up. We've got uh, Mother's Day in between. Then uh, we're in New York at the IFE. And then there's the uh, Franchise Update uh, Consumer Marketing Conference. Uh, I know you probably have some uh, IFA stuff coming up board-wise uh, in June, as is typical, uh, and then of course we'll be right into the.
3: Uh... We have kind of lost you there, Paul. It looks like your mic dropped out, but you're right. Uh, the IFA summer board meeting will be upcoming, as w- as will the uh, Titus uh, Franchise Center Advisory Board meeting coming up in June as well. So heading into summer, it's going to be a, it's a busy season, and as is typically the case where we think things may slow down um, around the franchise world for the last couple of years. I just don't see it happening. I, I think it's going to be a very busy season this summer and going into the already busy fall season, there will be no break between now and then. And um, that's a very good thing, Paul. Paul, I think we've lost you. And if that's the case, I'm going to say, no, I sorry.
2: actually, I, uh, you, yeah, actually, you, you lost me, and it just popped me back in, just in time for me to uh, to end the show. I mean, thank God it didn't happen earlier. Uh, certainly didn't want to interrupt our guest, but like they say about technology, you gotta love it or you gotta hate it. <laughs> but it's it's necessary at this time. So uh, I'm gonna take us uh, down the pike of of bringing Badlands jingle back on. But before then, I'd like to sign out. Until next week, my name is Paul Segreto. Wishing you the best, the very best in this great, great world of franchising. Franchise today (laughs) is Franchise Pros, Stan the
1: Man, Paul Segretto. Time to show you the way of franchising today. Hey, do you possess the spirit of the entrepreneur? Or lay your business plan down like a rug or a floor? Or maybe you have a dream of opening a chain of delis? Or whatever passion lights that pilot light under your belly? Or do you want to start a business, fam, using the proven trademark from another brand, huh? And grow together and expand like a rage of fire. From a single to a multi unit empire. Well, pay attention to this podcast that you hear. streaming in HD. So fine tune above your ears. And Standing Paul lays down the law. But do you want to be a franchisee or a franchisor? It's all about sustainable growth, the sensible franchising, Proving concepts, and start enterprises. So use your left and right side of your brain and absorb this knowledge here. Of franchising today. Franchising today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. franchise today, sustainable growth, the sensible franchising. franchise today, franchising today, franchising today. Franchise today. Franchise today.